بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد we express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala we seek blessings upon the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so final two days of our never-ending Ramadan class so today we will go through a few more ayahs tomorrow we'll see either we'll go through more or we'll do a recap of everything we'll take a look inshallah and my monitor was having problems in the last hour, but I think it is fixed now. So let us see. Does anyone have any other last lingering questions regarding what we spoke about in terms of intramarital conflict? No more questions, thoughts, reflections about that topic. I have a comment, actually. Sadia. Um, so, um, I think it was Ulfit who was, uh, who was saying that it's regarding the obedience to Allah and not uh, obedience to the husband, right? Ulfit's like, but, preach it on, sister, yeah. Right. So I was thinking about it, like, so there are other instructions, um, what should be done once there is disobedience now if it is if it is the disobedience of allah then how much power does a man has to really um for a corrective action mm-hmm. because if it's for allah then allah will have different instructions and different plan of action for the person different type of corrective action versus the rest of the corrective action is like it feels like why would a man be allowed to not you know to um not uh share bad because she's disobedient to allah i mean mm-hmm. I, I don't know if i'm able to say it i'm just saying that it actually it doesn't seem like it would be for allah it it's it seems more um like the disobedience of the husband okay you know, so let's saying, um, I, I don't know if i'm able to <laughs> i think i understand so let's okay. say this is obedience to a law and let's say hypothetically the wife she isn't making her prayers mm-hmm. and the husband's like you must make your prayers right and then if, and... if that's not enough then he separates beds and then right. if that's like, not enough it, it doesn't... yeah go ahead sorry no that's it yeah, so it doesn't make sense to me. Why? I don't know. I, I mean, if somebody, I mean, how how much forceful can you be in someone else's faith, even if sure. it's your wife or husband? Um, any other thoughts? What do y'all think? Is that even allowed? I don't know. I mean, I'm just wondering. Anyone want to chime in? If uh, the spouse not necessarily limited to the woman if the spouse is not making their prayers or i i I don't know like if that like in terms of spiritual like you know when it comes to you know you're a bad dad and whatnot like how far how distance you can go i'll be i i feel like it's 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 a crazy idea to me think that like you know you're gonna avoid somebody because they're not praying that you know your relationship with Allah is single-handed something that you have but I guess if it is impacting the kids if it is impacting the 
uh, personality, maybe. I don't know. All right. Sheila. I agree with Sadia. Um, it sounds to me like this is more of like, um, you know, it's implied that it's if they disagree with you, right? Because yeah. if it was, um, or, you know, if they dis disobey, not disagree, if they disobey you, the husband, um, because if it was Allah, like Allah would specify that, like, you know, if they, if you fear that they are disobeying Allah, like, mm -hmm. I think that would be specified. And like Sadia said, this is a very like worldly way, like to say, okay, I'm not going to sleep with you. Like, it, it just seems, it seems relevant to their relationship between the two of them. All right. Olfat, what do you think? I knew he was going to call on me. Um, if we're going to go with that it's obedience to the husband, mm -hmm. the wife does not need to obey him if it's something that against what Allah the Yanni has, um, like, my fasting brain. I haven't been sleeping. I'm tired. Um, Take your time. Like, if he's, if he's asking her to do something that's haram, she shouldn't obey him. So okay. I think it still goes back to Allah in one way or another. And I'm yeah. also thinking how um, after the, the ayah that was revealed after the battle of Uhud, when the when Allah told the Prophet they would have dispersed from around you. And so even then there's a way to navigate this conversation where people are <laughs> gentle and kind with each other before taking it um, to the next level. And I think um, the way you had said it before, that it's like if the, the man is irritated to the point where he can't just let it go, that may go factor in here as well okay so i think uh both readings still work obedience to the husband that uh that uh, like everyone's arguing seems to make sense but obedience to a law i think also makes sense that uh i think it is a very modern notion that even in a marriage i cannot dictate push influence my spouse's beliefs I mean that's that's not how things played out in the house I grew up in, you know, and so so uh, I did, however, find the ayah of the reverse situation. You all ready? Ready to brace yourself? All right. Okay. If a woman fears, okay, but same word, ill conduct, misconduct, no shoes, okay. There is no sin upon them if they make terms or a settlement between them, and settlement is best. And present in the human self is stinginess. But if you do good and have taqwa of Allah, Allah is ever uh, uh, aware of whatever you're doing. How do we make sense of this ayah? So now the tables have turned. The husband is the wife is fearing that the husband is doing this thing called nushus, which we translate as ill conduct, misconduct, rebellion, all those things. So number one, it is being recognized that the reverse is also happening. What could this mean? There is no sin on them if they enter into a compromise between them, a compromise is better. 
Thoughts? Um, Sadia. Upon the first look, it sounds like women have been given an opportunity to just decide. They haven't been given like, okay, step one, two or three and four. You have okay. to go through this whole process so you can decide what works for you and your situation. Mm -hmm. And so there is more flexibility in this. Okay. Um, yeah. That's that's upon the first. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Okay. Sabrina and then Marwa. Um, just it seems like the a camper like Tanazel, like if if she compromises or Nazel for her family. Um, isn't that the other, like, it was a while back what you're saying, like, to save faith? Maybe if she were to do what the man does, it would make things worse for her. Okay. So if she compromises, um, then it might be easier for her, even though uh -huh. she's not compromising her beliefs or her man. Mm-hmm. Because men are, I guess, more rigged. They don't. Rigged. You, you can't bend them the way you're supposed oh. I don't know. Did rigid. You rigid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just... It must be your Rockford accent. But yeah. <laughs> they just, I don't know. It seems like a woman is constantly being told to compromise, to nazal, to be the calm one, to be the, um, the rational one, because men are allowed to have feelings and women aren't. I don't know where you've gotten all that from this, but okay, <laughs> fine. The whole right. compromise, literally that word just like triggers me. Yeah, I think uh, that is very true. Uh, Marwa. Um, yeah, a couple of things. Um, so one, like- Are you like on the train right now or in a car? I, I am on the train. I'm on the cool. train, I'm not driving. <laughs> um, uh, one is just, I've never really reflected on this A yet, right? I've never thought about the flip side. And so my the first thing I noticed is it's the same word, uh, mm -hmm. which I think Mishus. is very interesting, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, it's translated as obedience in the other, in the flip version, but not in this one, which I think is I think it depends on the translator. Yeah, I think it depends on the translator. Some are doing ill conduct both ways, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but it, it just broadens like what that means when you're looking from both perspectives. Um and <clears throat> I mean, it might be just thinking about how we interpreted the other a uh, um, from the perspective of like maybe the man dealing with his own kind of cooling off versus whatever the wife might have done or not done. Uh -huh. yeah. Maybe similarly, right? Women tend to be more sort of emotionally wired. Um, and so maybe this is the, you know, actually the best way for us to handle it because we feel like I'll tell you personally, like. I like when everybody's happy in a, a conflict, right? I want to make mm -hmm. sure everybody's happy. And so maybe there's something around um, just thinking of it from the uh, the wife's angle, husband's angle before, which I never yeah, thought sure. about. Hey, while you're on the train, can I make a request? Can you <laughs> sure. like go up and down the train, just shout just these two words, Allahu Akbar. <laughs> I knew you were going to say <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, Danya. Um, I was going to comment that it's interesting that like the difference in the beginning of the ayah too, because the other um, ayah 34 started off by saying, yeah. but there yeah. isn't that 
beginning portion when it's discussing or in the second ayah in uh-huh. ayah 128 so there also seems like there there's a difference in responsibility that's put on uh-huh. the person but then to Olfat's point in the chat I, I like second that question are we held accountable for someone else's actions are we held accountable on the day of judgment <clears throat> if we go with the argument that the man is the imam of the house, then yes, if we go with that argument. If we don't go with that argument, then no, except for like your kids up to a certain age. Yeah, but like, I mean, for in, in our, from this point of view or from this like discussion, I mean, I, I, I don't really know where to, okay. I don't know what I think about that. I mean, I feel like that's that's hard to be accountable for someone else's. Mm-hmm. actions it's mm-hmm. only like a certain limit and then i mean under a certain limit absolutely yeah then they have their choice and then that i mean that's between them and their lord and then the spouse decides do i just accept it or do i move on i have this exact situation right now of <clears throat> husband and wife haven't been married too long and Husband has, in frustration, justified or not, I think not justified, has left. And the conversation that I'm having with the wife, the husband's not talking, not telling anything. And I told the husband, uh, you better go into marital counseling. And give me you all the excuses you want. They all sound like cop-outs. You got to go into marital counseling. Uh, to the wife, I'm saying, if you don't hear from the husband, then you should give yourself a timeline for how long you will accept this. So I said to her, hypothetically, if he gave you the silent treatment for a year, but then he came back after a year, would you wait that long? And she's like, mm, I don't know. I said, yeah, exactly. Uh, so you have to give yourself a deadline. Uh, especially because if we're thinking possibly of remarriage at some point with someone else, uh, you know, however wrong it is you know the the man's window is like this and the woman's window is like this and and so this may be a version of that in that she's deciding all right do i just accept this uh or do i you know call it quits is settlement here an acceptance so compromise here could be looked at a couple of ways. One, okay. that she's giving in. You know, this is the common case we have in so many houses, right? That, you know, the husband has all of his ridiculousnesses. And the wife, especially because of lack of agency, right? In most societies, the wife is not going to work, is not going to have income. So the wife decides to accept it. That's one way to read this. Or the compromise here is to reevaluate, rewrite what are the relationships, the obligations to, in the, of husband and wife. So I remember like the list we did, the husband owes meher kindness to provide, the wife owes obedience, and um, whether to Allah or to, to him, and then uh, to keep his secrets, that you redefine some of the terms of the relationship. 
according to what you can handle. Make sense? Yeah, you've given me a lot to think about, honestly. Sure, yeah. Olfats. Um, so is Solhe here settlement and compromise or is it reconciliation? That's, That's a wonderful question. question. I, I, question. Was, uh, I think the thrust is reconciliation, right? The goal, so essentially what I'm pulling from this is the preference, if you can figure out a healthy way, it's to continue with the marriage. Okay. And right. the other thing, sorry. No, that's it. Uh, the other thing is we're circling back to how are we defining ill conduct? Yes. Because some people can pick on very silly things and make a big deal out of it, and it's not worth all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was also reflecting again on like the whole obedience as it to Allah, the husband. And like one of the things I was thinking about, is being good to parents, it's not obeying the parents, although it's sometimes translated that way. But then, so why is it obeying the husband? Mm -hmm. Because he's a man. No. Um, uh, yeah, Ellen knows best. I mean, the argument for people who say that it's obedience to the husband say that, all right, you know, you have to have a head of the household and all those things, right? Me speaking from experience with all different millions of, 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 uh, of marriages succeeding, failing, whatever you want to call it, uh, I don't know of a formula in our contemporary culture that works consistently. Meaning, sure, in theory, it's a nice idea that the man is the head of the household. You know, the man works outside the house, the woman works inside the house, and the man has the final say or is the authority. Sure, uh, as an idea, it's wonderful. Uh, I grew up in a household of two incomes. You know, my mother worked full-time for most of my life. Uh, both of my sisters work. My daughters, it's assumed that they're going to work or at least get advanced degrees and such. And so, so the basic point being that uh, that is definitely a formula that works, but that is also a formula that doesn't work. And this I trace not to uh, uh, the prescriptions as much to culture uh, personalities. That you can have a very happy family in which the wife is the head of the household. You can have a very happy family where it's a partnership between the two. So one is the alpha, the other is the beta. The other one's the alpha, uh, the other one's the beta, or they're both betas. But the formula that doesn't work is that they're both alphas. That's a very hard formula. And that's, I'm speaking of their personality types. Kurram. So, yeah, so I noticed that uh, uh, I have 30, 34 and thirty five. So yeah. there was a there was a there was a restriction there, and then there was a prescription. Yeah. In this situation, it's direct directly there is a prescription because it seems to be a prescription that you come to sulha, right? Yeah. So uh, that is uh, that is one point. So why it is that it is the case? I think we have discussed already. All the people have so many opinions. Um, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, means I, I do not know, to be honest, why it is like. It could be uh, something in terms of the nature of the prescription, or it could be the style of speaking, you know. Or, or, or psychology, there might be a little bit psychology of me. Possibly. Yeah, I'm saying it could be any and all of these, none of these. No. Okay. No. Marwa. 
I mean, just to clarify, like, I don't, I feel like it could still be interpreted as a um, restriction as well, right? Like, instead of just pure, I don't know, maybe this is a stretch, but instead of kind of, again, fulfilling the obligation of obedience, maybe you have to talk about more compromise in certain situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't see it as only a prescription necessarily, just like mm -hmm. the other one. Yeah. Um, the restriction could also be that, all right, forget it. I don't like this behavior. I'm leaving. And the recommendation is no try to make it work. Again, this is exactly the scenario I have uh, right now in, in, in a situation with this guy who's giving the silent treatment to his wife. And in a way, he's in the driver's seat because she wants to continue the marriage. He's not saying anything. He's barely talking. And, and so, like I said, for her, then she kind of has to figure out where she wants to go from here. How long will she allow herself to tolerate this? Malahat. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. So one, one question, one, one comment and one question. The comment is that, you know, I think there's not going to be a, any one right answer or wrong answer because it depends upon where we are on the journey of the relationship and what is the impact for that, right? If, if he says only husband and wife and the equation does not have a children in it, mm -hmm. then it's a different ball game. If there is a friend and, you know, dependent are there and then impacting about some, like some example, like I think someone just says Sadia or Ulfat that uh, um, the Salah or fasting is not happening and what is the impact for that, then it should be a discussion rather than a, uh, you know, like a stick kind of a approach. Mm -hmm. And the question is that, um, what is the scholar is saying, the modern scholar, the interpretation of this ayah, like what, what is their take on it? There I haven't found anything. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole lot about the next ayah. The next ayah is the ayah that says, okay, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to be able to treat all your wives equally. There, there's a lot of commentary. This, oh. I haven't been able to find things. Uh, regarding your original comment, I would say, uh, for example, the discussion part, I think what we can assume from this ayah as well as ayah 34 is that the discussion approach isn't working. And then we're resorting to this. Oh, okay. Make sense? Yeah. So, uh, as far as uh, you know, kids involved, uh, that will change a person's views, but they still might be stuck in the same situation. You know, if there's kids, then it might make all of the no shoes, whether it's from the husband or the wife, seem all the more serious. You know, uh, I mean, I had another case today <clears throat> of a student who was actually wishing that their parents would get a divorce. Uh, and she's suggesting that their relationship with each other is so toxic that it's harming, it's having serious impact on her and her sibling. You know. And so yeah, all the best. Yeah. So so yeah, so one point to draw our attention to, like in the previous the IO we looked at before, we also saw some some priorities or some things to preserve that when we looked at the I of 34, I don't know, I jumped really far, sorry. 
that of the steps that, that the, the husband is either prescribed to do or allowed to do, however we look at it, uh, we can understand from the opposite of it that his default is that he should not be admonishing his wife. His default is that he should not be separating beds from his wife. And then his default is that he should not be, you know, hitting his wife in any capacity, right? That his contact with her, with her should be one of affection. And then from here, then, oops, sorry, uh, from, from here, what seems to be the preferred behavior, the preferred behavior seems to do, seems to be to try to seek reconciliation. And this is, again, also very commonly in my experience that more often it is the wife that is calling for marital counseling uh, more than the husband is. Again, that's purely anecdote, and it's culturally informed. Uh, but that also seems to be consistent with this aisle. Or let me add to that, the wife is often the one seeking counseling and also willing to do what is being prescribed by the counselor. Olfat. Uh, shouldn't reconciliation be two-way rather than the woman being the one who's compromising? I think the Should assumption here is two ways. Different. Yeah, because then I don't think it's reconciliation. Then I think it's just submission. Hmm. Make sense? So that means that the men should be also willing to... Well, so um, yeah, so this is what she has to try to make happen. Yeah. If from her perspective... He's going out of control. Makes sense? But again, this could be referring... Uh, yeah, I mean, again, this is speaking already of a, of a bad situation. If we have a situation where the two can talk it out, then alhamdulillah, that's not what this ayah is speaking about. Sadia. Um, so I think that the ayah is actually giving a lot of empowerment to the woman because the cultural um, notion is that, oh, no matter what happens, you have to stay in the relationship. No, it allows the woman to get out of it if she wants to, and there will be no sin on her. But there is a, there is a suggestion that, you know, settlement is best. So it's like, yeah, you can you can take an eye for an eye, but if you forgive, that's better, right? Mm -hmm. So you have an allowance. If you do it, then fine. If you don't, then that's better uh, for everybody. So I I feel that there is a sense of empowerment there too. That women are not going to be stuck with bad men. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be, and. So there is a lot more room for decision making than any kind of restriction there. Mm -hmm. And it's it's very consistent with again what we the the other ayahs that we learned that you know how Allah has restricted or defined boundaries for men, but there aren't like similar boundaries for women and because of his mercy and how much allowance and room 
Allah has given to women. Okay, so related to this point, general question, easy answer. Generally speaking, is a man allowed to hit his wife? Easy, easy question. No. Okay, good, good, no. Is a woman, is a wife allowed to uh, hit her husband? I there is nothing in mentioned anywhere. So we have Aisha with full force punching the prophet peace be upon him in the chest. Right. I and heard. Abu Bakr walks in and he's in a paraphrasing, what are you doing? And the prophet peace be upon him is saying, yeah, it's okay. I can, again, I'm using my language. I trolled her. She got really upset. So. Right. Yeah, so, so I feel yeah. that whatever we have learned so far about men and women and, uh, you know, different, it just seems very, very consistent and very, very open to women. Okay. Very empowering to women. Okay. That's and how it's seen. No, fair enough. I think that also works here. Any other thoughts, reflections? Nobody else. How do we make sense then of the remaining or the remaining parts of the of the ayah? So let's read settlement all kinds of different ways. One settlement is reconciliation to a reconciliation. Another way settlement is a compromise between the two on what their relationship, how it's going to operate. Another is, uh, is that she just gives in. All three for the sake of some sort of you know, uh, continuation of a somewhat possible not unhappy marriage. Okay, notice my choice of words. So all those possibilities. And then we get into the last sentence. So, and if you do good, if you do hasan, and you have taqwa. Allah is aware of all these things. To whom is Allah speaking in this sentence? Is he speaking to the wife, the husband? Huram. So before that, uh, I was thinking about that. We have this sentence that the human souls... Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you for that. Yeah, uh, continue. So, 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 so this is... So I was thinking that is in the relation that... Uh, considering the nature of human human nature, the settlement is not going to be easy or win-win, mm -hmm. right? So ideally, the sulha means like you are both are happy, right? And 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 in this and there will be a scenario that it is not going to be possible because of the human nature. Humans are stingy or selfish and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm -hmm. So then I believe uh, to to encourage the sulha that that might help. That okay, uh, what about the taqwa? But about that Allah Ta'ala you are watching, Allah Ta'ala is watching you or you are watching Allah Ta'ala and how, and how it will be rewarding for both of you if you both listen to each other or come to a common agreement that works both for you rather than you are, uh, one, is have a, uh, one has a less share or other has uh, more share. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, this, yeah, thank you for that correction. It's a very, very important point. So <clears throat> in terms of trying to come to a compromise, Human nature is, no, I'm right, you're wrong. So, and thus, if you do good and have taqwa, what is being prescribed? 
if you do good only, or no, if it only said if you have taqwa, excuse me, then what we're being told is, all right, you have to consider the fact that you are going to be accountable before Allah. But the fact that it says, sinu, you're being recommended to be generous. But to whom is this ayah speaking? Is this speaking to the wives? Is this speaking to the husbands? Is this speaking to both? Ulfat says both. Sadia, what do you say? That's yeah, one. I think both without knowing Arabic. Um, so I'm not sure what Tuhsinu would really translate as, but knowing the patterns in the Quran, um, I feel like this is going to be both. Okay. So it's grammatically masculine. Now, grammatically masculine in the Quran uh, can be speaking to men only, or it could be speaking to men and women. It's not grammatically feminine, so it's not speaking to the wives here exclusively. That mm -hmm. we can we can definitely infer. Okay. So it's and uh, how, I mean, like I know that in Arabic there is like words for two people, words for yeah, one person, and then this words. is plural. So this is plural, yeah. yeah so, so it's I not guess dual. It's, so it's gonna be both, I guess. Yeah. Both. All right. Yeah. What do you think? So, so I believe in this case, uh, because the context of the ayah is that a woman fears something uh, from her husband, husband, right? So there is some sort of uh, suspicion towards husband. So I believe uh, this is more towards the husband in this context, in this in the context of first sentence that he has to come to, like he has to double down sort of thing. That, yeah. okay, you, you have, uh, your wife is not happy because of whatever the reason is but you have come to compromise, which is good, or if you, you must come to a better compromise. Yeah, we wouldn't use double down, but double down means he's not compromising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so you, you must come down to a better, um, uh, um, like, character or behavior, um, yeah. which, is, uh, which, is, uh, which, is, which is more toward the God consciousness, and yeah. that, that can make your wife happy. In the, in, in the compromise. So then, what if we read this last part as Allah speaking to the men? What do you all think? So essentially what I'm asking is of all the variations, which seems, uh, it's one possibility that they all work or they all don't equally work, or something works better. So... If we read this as if a woman is fearing, just like the in the previous in the other ayah, you know this no shoes from from uh, her husband, okay, right or desertion. This is basically what's happened in the case that I have today. It's no sin on the two of them, okay, that the two of them, okay, it's usually ha, the two of them you know, come to terms of peace between the two of them, okay? And the reconciliation is better, okay? And then this general statement that the soul is very, is swayed by greed, okay? But then, what if we read it as though the last sentence is Allah speaking to the men? 
And if you do good, if you have taqwa, Allah is aware of what you're doing. So what if we read it as though the prescription then of the first half of the ayah, or the first third of the ayah, is the wife is feeling desertion or ill conduct from her husband, fearing, so it could be real or apparent. And then the two of them should be coming to compromise. But then the husband is being told to do good, meaning to be generous in the compromise. Sadia. Yeah. Um, so when we talk, uh, is this sentence neutral? The Ughdirat al Anfus? So this is, is basically this a neutral sentence, or is it is it specific to men or women? Uh, this seems to be speaking to everybody. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that um, if it's speaking to men, then again, it's um, it could be both prescription or restriction. Restriction more so also because then it's saying maybe like. Um, implying that you could become selfish so yeah. don't 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 give into that don't be quick to give into that and 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 be more generous not being stingy and and so work through it so don't go beyond what is required you know so i guess this is again putting sort of like a leash okay Sorry to use that, but <laughs> we know what you have feel about men. Yeah, it's all it's up to you. <laughs> the, no was, or no pun was intended. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Danya. I sort of appreciate that it's not specifically clear that it can be applied to just men or men and women in general. Well, I I do think it it is men and women both, just mm-hmm. from my understanding but um because so you know there's that that idea of you know the the soul is naturally more selfish or more greedy so like you are inclined to act a certain way but if you're generous and you guard yourself and I love when the 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 um, ayahs end this way I mean like it's like almost like a a promise that there's like an afterlife like you're go- there will be you know that that justice you will yes. be like rewarded like there will be that fairness eventually mm-hmm. um so i think it's a recommendation for both parties to be generous mm-hmm. um and you know to be aware of their selfishness or their greed that their soul might be inclined to mm-hmm. turn to i mm-hmm. i don't know i i appreciate that that it's not necessarily made um, like just for women or just for men. Mm-hmm. So based on that, what's built into both this ayah as well as the other ayahs about marriage is if my goal is to serve Allah. Yeah. If that's not my goal, then all this stuff becomes kind of irrelevant. And then with my goal being to serve Allah, I might be super muhsin or I might be just regular common Muslim. Uh, if I'm super muhsin, then I'm probably not going to need to resort to these ayahs. But if I'm the, the person who's struggling to get through life, 
trying to do the best that I can, then who do these eyes really apply to? It's the person who's actually reading the text. So if I'm the wife with the husband that I either is or I fear is in this ill conduct or deserted on the verge of deserting me or is deserting me, I'm the one who's reading the aisle. So this is applying to me. If we're both, you know, reading the ayah, uh, then hopefully we're both trying to fulfill this. But a point I'm suggesting is, number one, these things are not going to apply for most families because most families, the goal isn't really to serve Allah. So, uh, but this is speaking of the cases of the families or the husband or the wife whose goal is to serve Allah. And then relate to your point, Danya, that at the end of the ayah, it's saying at least, okay, you know, Allah's not unaware of what's going on in your life. Allah's not unaware of what you're doing. You know, Allah's not unaware of what you're receiving. And so then from there, these ayahs are applying to the people who are seeking to serve Allah and then actually trying to do it Allah's way. And most of the cases that we're either thinking of or speaking about that it's a complete mess or it's tyranny or it's toxicity, then uh, I think either Allah's not in the picture for them or they're so consumed in anger, desire, frustration that they don't really care what Allah wants which is bringing me back to the situation that I'm speaking of, uh, you know, that I was speaking of in the early part of this class. Uh, I, in their case, I don't know how much they care what Allah wants. Thoughts, questions, reflections? Olfat. What if adding to what you said that it's, it may also be like a reminder for those who, who whose goal isn't to serve Allah, like, hey, go back to, you know, <laughs> reminder that, um, Allah sees everything, and then you'll be in trouble on the day of judgment. So come back mm -hmm. to your senses. So could yeah. also be addressing people who's in the marriage. The goal isn't to serve Allah. Yeah, uh, that I'd say is correct, but it would work if the person hears or reads the ayah, right? If you're not hearing or reading the ayah, then it's like this is falling in deaf ears. Make sense? Yep. Any other thoughts, questions, reflections on any of this? Nothing else? Sadia. Yeah, so um, I think unfortunately, um, like you said yourself, that um, a lot of the times families, I mean, people don't have that goal in mind to serve Allah. And so that's why conflicts start to pile up and they become so bad. Um, and once they have become really, really out of hand, that's when people start to put a lot in the picture and psychologically it becomes much more difficult to put a line to picture at that time. Mm -hmm. um, so basically you have to start that from the get go, basically, you know, when things are smaller, uh, it's easier to incorporate that um, and be mindful. Mm -hmm. So just just a thought and comment. So yeah, I would agree in theory. 
but then I'd remind us that the Sahaba had so many divorces among them, you know. And here we're even speaking about the super Sahabas, right? Uh, that I think it's fair to assume, and I could be wrong, that they are doing things with the goal of serving Allah, and then still this marriage is not working. But in principle, yeah, I'd still say that uh, overall, you're, you're, uh, I would agree with your uh, suggestion. Any other questions, thoughts, reflections on any of this? Alrighty then. So the goal tomorrow, our final class, inshallah, is that we will... Uh, so, quick question, I'm sorry. On the final Yes, class. Mr. Kibria. Thank you for making me feel special every time you mention my name. Uh, no, in regards to like any chance of continuing something along the line or uh, depends on your schedule. Uh, let me let me think. I can't express to you how much joy I'm experiencing in myself that the class is finally finishing. You know, not because I dislike <laughs> any of you. I actually, actually, no, I love the engagement and everything with, with uh, all of you. Uh, I also learn at least as much as all of you do. That's all serious. But I also like to nap and sleep. And some of you have taken, you know, like half of you literally, no, two thirds of you have been taking these classes for so many years. It's time for you all to start teaching other classes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we can't, we can't, you know, we usually put people to sleep. But uh, I mean, I will say I'm impressed that you've all managed to stay awake. Oh, okay. You know, actually, I got an idea. Marwa, instead of uh, going up and down saying Allahu Akbar on your train, what if you just say astaghfirullah and just look at people, give them dirty looks? Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. You know, do something like that. Um, <laughs> You're giving me good ideas. Thank you. So, I mean, that's basically what I do as a chaplain, you know, with undergrads. So, uh, yeah, I'm open to the possibilities. As Ofat, as many of you can also tell you that I often start strong and then I fizzle out. And, you know, the nice thing about Ramadan is that there's a, a fixed ending point. Yeah, I still appreciate it. Thank alhamdulillah. you. Alhamdulillah, and I appreciate the appreciation. Uh, yeah, I mean, so... Like uh, once I, a week, how that. about once a week, maybe? Once a week? That much? <laughs> I'll, I'll, say that, I'll say that, like, in regard, like, in terms of teaching, like, you definitely, like, if you take the same approach with questions and, and discussions, you definitely, like, uh, obviously... Uh, comprehend all the knowledge and elements because you go back to your notes i try to go back to your notes from uh, 1938 and then reflect on those and, you know as you're as i'm reflecting our discussion like new revelation stuff comes to me in terms of those through those discussion points everyone please notice that Gibria said new revelation comes to him okay continue <laughs> as in you know like people give insights and inputs like uh and uh -huh. reflecting of their own own verse how they reflect on things on you know based on their context right and their paradigm uh so like you know quick i mean most of you guys should look into quranreflect.com i think that will also give you some insights in terms of your own reflection on each verse so, uh, can you see what lulu just types <laughs> <laughs> it is really that's uh mrs kibria or kibria's mr lulu all right uh appreciate it i mean so like i said i thoroughly enjoy teaching the classes they do take a lot out of me though they give me a ton of energy, but they also take a lot out um, uh, for my sleeping schedule. But uh, let me let me think about it. Feel free to keep harassing me about it. And um, uh, let me see. 
Any other questions, thoughts, reflections about anything else? Okay, so inshallah, we will complete everything tomorrow. And then I'll keep thinking about uh, about the future of this. You know, like an ideal class might be four hours. One hour is Al-Baqarah, one hour is Al-Yamran, one hour is Nisa, one hour is Al-Ma'idah. Wouldn't that be fun? Same speed. If we're, if we're going to follow the hadith of the oh, best actions that this morning consistent, we uh -huh. can just do one hour or something, and okay. we'll be very okay. happy with that. Okay, that we can also take into consideration. I'm an extremist. I can't do like, you know, it's a struggle for me to do even small amounts. I got to go all in, do everything. Allahu Akbar. Oh, mashallah. Yeah, listen to this. I mean, you mentioned extremists, so that's why I said that. Oh, okay. Very good. Very <laughs> good. Just a joke. I'll get on the train this week and start shouting Allah Akbar. Uh, probably won't be the first time. Okay. Subhanakallah. May Allah tell you where you are. All subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu wa ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My face looks like it's dark. So I better upgrade my piety. Assalamu alaikum.